there! Leah Ryan here. Welcome to episode 4 of the Authors Read Podcast. Each episode, we feature an author reading from their book. Today's author is Tanya Lyle, and she'll read from her book, City Without Heroes. Hello, my name is Tanya Lyle. I'll be reading the first chapter of my young adult superhero novel, City Without Heroes. Chapter 1, Moving In. At her last school, Indira had heard every hopeful and melodramatic monologue possible about moving to a new city. As the new kid, they hated it there, and it would be a great opportunity to start over. No one knew them, which was wonderful and terrible. They both could and could not stand the eyes that followed them down the halls. This was nothing and exactly like the place they'd come from. This was their chance to be the hero or villain they'd always dreamed of. Well, that last one wasn't going to happen. Not in Winton. Certainly not with Indira. For her part, Indira was approaching this move with hopeful optimism. A month before, her father had been kidnapped to replicate his robotics research by one of the many villains in the city of Iverson. Before that, her school had been taken hostage, though her mother had kept her and her brother home that day. Over the years, she had lost friends and classmates to property damage, falling in with the wrong crowd, ambition, and generally trying to make it in a world of heroes and villains without enough experience. Moving to a new city that promised none of these things would ever happen again was a proposition none of them thought. 11th grade wasn't the best time for her to be switching to a new school, but she could deal with it. The downside was that her mother decided that their new house needed a fresh coat of paint. Though the walls were not in terrible shape, Witten's nickname of the Speckled City appeared to be more than just a name. Embedded into their walls were black balls of something that their mother simply would not tolerate looking at. While their father was at work, the rest of the family had been drafted into removing as many of them from the walls as possible and painting over the ones that would not come out. As irritating as it was for Indira to pry the pebble-sized black spears from the walls with a butter knife, her uncle was having a much worse time with the patching and painting. Ness, how many times do I have to tell you? None of that here! Indira glanced over to see the paint roller coating the wall in a fresh coat of yellow all on its own. Uncle Ness was on his phone, though the frown on his face swiftly changed into a smile as he looked up at his sister with those innocent grey eyes that most of their family bore. No one is going to know, Ava, he told her. You think they're watching you? Looking for a reason to kick you out? Indira, knowing that they had forgotten she was there, popped another of the black specks out of the wall. It fell into the bowl with a heavy thud with the others. We moved here for a reason, her mother said, storming across the living room and snatching the floating paint roller from the wall. She shoved it back into her brother's hands. No powers. You can paint the old-fashioned way. Get sore the old-fashioned way, Uncle Ness muttered. The only outlawed hero is not finding a better way to paint. You can use the exercise. I get plenty of exercise. He looked conspiratorially over at Indira and winked, a grin on his face as he shook his head and went back to painting. Indira could see that, while he may have his hand on the handle, his hand was not what was moving it across the wall. You're always so lazy, her mother complained, though she didn't try to stop him this time. You rely on them too much. Well, if you got them... Her mother started to say something, but it caught in her throat. Indira glanced over to see her brow furrow, head shaking ever so slightly. Her voice came out dark and quiet. You shouldn't use any of them inside the city. They'll make you disappear when you do. Uncle Ness blinked, looking back over to her. Indira abandoned even pretending to do her job, keeping a careful eye on her mother. Her foresight was limited to brief glimpses, difficult to control, and came to her at random moments. Her mother knew this full well, however, and would often say things that sounded like a premonition that were actually meant to get them back to work. 
It was nearly impossible to tell foresight from her screwing with them at this point, though sometimes they could catch the slightest shift in those gray eyes to tell them she was serious. You're just saying that, right? He asked. Just paint, Ness. Ava, what paint? Indira caught the glimmer of a grin on her mother's face and relaxed. If she wasn't worried about it, then Indira didn't need to be. Indira tuned out Uncle Ness as he continued to complain about painting the old ways, scanning the wall for any more signs of black specks. She knew it was only a matter of time now before he tried to bring her into this, and she knew better than to be here when he did. The wall appeared to be mostly clear except for the few that were embedded so deeply that it would leave a substantial hole in the drywall if she tried to pry them out. Satisfied, she stepped down from the chair and dropped the bowl on the kitchen counter. She could feel her uncle's eyes on her, ready to draw her into his pleas, but her mother was quicker. Where are you going? Her mother asked, not looking away from her uncle. To help Raz, Indira said, already heading towards the stairs. Make sure he isn't putting holes in the wall. You're going to leave me alone with her? Uncle Ness demanded, but Indira was already rushing up the stairs, letting her long braid hit her back with every step. The betrayal in his words was undermined by the laughter in his voice, and was followed by the sound of a light smack to his arm. Her brother was nowhere in sight at the top of the stairs or in the hallway he was meant to be painting, but neither was any sign of those little black specks. In their place were little patches of wet paint and the faint sound of his voice coming from the bathroom at the end of the hall. Indira took a cursory look at the walls, deciding that their mother would be content with the job before going to see what was going on. Shiraz? he asked. She knocked on the door and he fell silent. Everything good in there? No, it's just Indy, he said as he opened the door. The 14-year-old looked back at her, his gray eyes disapproving as he shook his head. She could see the headphones in his ears and the phone in his other hand. What do you want? Rude. Indira was smiling as she said it, stepping back from the door, just seeing if you need help. Shiraz leaned out the door to hear the commotion happening downstairs. No, he told her, stepping back inside. Through the door, she could see he had another bowl of small black specks that was quickly filling, and several bits of the bathroom had been filled. He sat down on the floor with another butter knife, prying another speck out of the wall and dropping it into the bowl. Nah, it's nothing, he said, continuing with the conversation as if she wasn't there. I haven't even been out of this house yet. It's taking ages to get these things out of the walls, and Mom's insisting we get them all. He pushed the door closed and Indira left him, heading to her own room. Boxes of her things were piled up in one corner, with her bed covered in plastic and a can of paint in the corner. The plaster from this morning had dried, and she could paint over those patches that now littered her walls, but she let out a sigh and fell back on the bed. Shiraz was right. Neither of them had left the house since they moved in. She needed to get out of here. Oh, come on, she heard Shiraz complain loudly from the bathroom followed by a clattering of the butter knife on the floor. It sounded like he needed to get out, too. They knew none of the city outside of this house and the black-speckled walls. They were starting school tomorrow and didn't even know where the building was. At the very least, they could use a break from the paint fumes inside the house. Indira lay there for a moment longer before she finally got back onto her feet. She grabbed her sweater and her purse off the top of a pile of boxes, checking her phone. She frowned at the lack of missed calls or messages, but let it slide. Her friends likely had other matters to attend to today, and she had other things to do right now. She went to the bathroom door and gave it one hard knock. Raz, get your stuff. We're getting out of here. Shiraz opened the door, looking at her like she'd gone crazy. His headphones were no longer plugged in, though still hung out one ear. What makes you think Mama's going to let us go anywhere until we finish cleaning this whole house? We're not bringing Mom with us, are we? No, Indira said, nodding to the continued bickering coming from downstairs. We're taking someone off her hands. Come on. As Indira led the way downstairs, she let her thoughts travel ahead of her. Hey, Uncle Ness, can you convince Mum to let us out of here for a bit? Doubt it, he said. Your mother's not going to be happy you're using telepathy in the house. If you have it, right? You have two children to do this work for you, Uncle Ness said as soon as they arrived in the corner. I said I'd help you get settled in, not paint your house. Is this the thanks I get for helping you? 
If you don't want to help, you can leave. Don't you have clients who are waiting for you? Paul's got them, he said. I'm just trying to help Ava in the most efficient way possible. Your help is illegal here, she snapped at him, letting out an irritated breath as she turned on her children. Indira, did you finish upstairs already? I was thinking Raz and I should go see where the school was. We start tomorrow and we should probably figure out where it is, right? Her mother stared them both down, though neither Indira nor Shiraz balked at her gaze. Take your uncle with you, she said finally, after a very long and appraising look. He's going to mess up my walls if he keeps this up. I don't know how anyone deals with you, Ness. You're impossible. And yet you trust me with your kids, Uncle Ness said, gladly putting down the paint and heading for the door. Come along, children. We're off to take a look at the brand new school you're going to and all the magical things within it. Raz laughed in the way that teenagers do when adults think they're being funny, but they're unimpressed. Uncle Ness said nothing loud and continued to lead them to the door, his voice in their minds. You appreciate this or I convince her to make you take over my painting. Shiraz shut up, but Indira let a grin cross her face. If her mother was really going to insist on no abilities now that they moved to Witten, then she was going to try and enjoy Uncle Ness's company until he had to go back. Thank you for listening. I'd like to thank Miss Lyle for sharing her book with us today, and thank you for listening to the Authors Read podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the book. If you'd like to support the Authors Read podcast, please like, subscribe, or share. Until next time.